Grace and peace, everybody. God bless you. Grace and peace. Just want to share um, a brief, brief encouraging word with you. Amen. Grace and peace. Amen. Listen, so... <clears throat> One thing that we can be assured of as creations of God, what God has placed in the earth as human beings, one thing we have to believe is that God loves us. One thing we have to know for sure is that the Lord loves us, that he created us, that he is interested in our well-being and us becoming what he's called us to be, what he's destined for us to be. There is no greater love than this love of a creator for his creation. In fact, the Bible says there's no greater love than this. A man would lay down his life for his friend. God, God made such a importance of us being his. They sent forth his son, Christ Jesus. Robed in flesh as the almighty God. Take away the sins of the world. He's the lamb of God. And he's our creator, the image of the invisible God. I just want to thank him. And I just want to say this to encourage you. He loves you. He loves you. He, he's, he's in love with you. And because he's in love with you, he's got plans for your life. And he's, he's, he wants you to choose his plan for your life. He's not going to force anyone. He's not going to force us. And no, there is um, not an expectation of, of, of perfection, but the Bible does say that our obedience is better than sacrifice. He's looking for someone that will obediently choose him. And I just want to minister just for a brief second um, to those that may be struggling with understanding God's love and understanding if we're worthy of this love or if we're worthy of his um, power to and his ability to move in our life. Are we worthy? Do we feel worthy? And a lot of us struggle with it. We really do. Because <clears throat> we, we want to equate our worth with God's love. And you can't. The way you see you is not the way God sees you. And the only way to truly understand the depth of his love for you is to understand, you know, that he loves you regardless. If you fall, if you trip, make mistakes, get yourself in jams, he loves us. And we just say thank you. Oh, yes, he loves me. He wants what's best for me. He has an idea. And, and... A lot of us equate what, what men deems as worthy. This is why I'm sharing this word. Some, some of the majority of the time, it's, it's a worth that's imposed by a society or an opinionated mindset or a thought process that was created from man. We, we, we can't equate 
manworthiness to Godworthiness. In other words, we can't say, uh, we can't equate the love of God with the way we think love is. Does that make sense? Because our idea of love is limited because we're, we're, we're human. We don't, we don't uh, have the uh, uh, love of God uh, in the form of God in us totally. It has to be built. It has to be molded. It has to be shaped. The love of God is so vast. The love of God is so strong. The love of God is so, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's so liberating. It's a love that's freeing. We don't have the full expression of it, but as we walk in a relationship with him, we grow in it. But then there are some that don't grow in it for whatever reason. And sometimes we let what they say or how they feel about our worthiness influence us. Watch this. I'm just going to teach this a little bit, okay? God bless you. Thanks for joining. This will be brief, I promise. Listen. Those of you that are struggling with your, you know, your worth or feeling that you're worthy, there's a, there's a, there's, and it's influencing the move of God in your life because it's, it's causing you to shrink away from God or your, your, your faith in God, your belief in God, your hope in God is shrinking away because there are areas where you feel unworthy. And this is just a brief faith word for you to keep you believing, to help you understand that even though you may or may not feel worthy, God's love is not based upon if you feel worthy or not, because he already sees you as worthy. You're worthy of his love because he paid the price for your love, for, for, for that love, for you to experience that love. Watch this. The, uh, there's, a, there's a story in Luke chapter number seven where... Uh, <clears throat> Jesus was in uh, what the scriptures oftenly called as um, his city or a place where he may have dwelled in Capernaum. And um, there's a certain centurion, okay, in Luke chapter seven, uh, verse one and two, there's, this, there's a centurion that has a servant that is, um, you know, sick and to the point of death, okay, or the scripture says ready to die, but uh, he's to the point where, you know, he may, he may, the sickness is about to, you know, kill him, and the um, centurion heard that Jesus was in, was in, in the area, and he sent elders of the Jews to get him to come heal his servant. Now, it's, it's, it's very specific about the centurion's servant. The scripture says that this servant was dear to the centurion. And truthfully, a lot of your servants to centurions uh, in that time, when Rome was taking over the world at that time, or taking over that part of the world, um, <clears throat> normally your servants were either the Hebrews at the time, because they were set up in, in, in uh, Jerusalem and in those areas in Galilee and all of that, Rome was in charge, because um, you know, Rome had their armies, they came into these towns, they established um, stays there, soldiers there, and this centurion is is uh, is in the catch twenty two here because he wants his servant to be healed, and but he knows that there are certain Hebrew restrictions. See, he he's a centurion that's close, or that is respectable 
to the Hebrew nation and their beliefs. And we'll get into that in a second. Watch. The, uh, he heard Jesus was in town and he sends elders of the Jews. Why? Because he know he, if he would come, he represents the Rome. He represents the uh, the uh, takeover of the country or the 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 ruler of that country. So it may you know it it may you know present a a spectacle. So the, this this man said, please y'all go talk to him that he'll come heal my servant. Uh, and 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 so the the elders of the Jews. These are the elders of the Jews. Now watch this. They came because they wanted to express to Christ how worthy this man was of him to come and do a miracle. Isn't that interesting? I just, I just want to point that out. They came to Jesus and they said, uh, verse number four says, he was worthy for him that he should do this. That's interesting. These elders had, a, they, they seemed to have some type of a, of, of a thought process that weighed the worth of a person to experience the power of Jesus Christ. He said, you can, no, no, you can come to this centurion. You can come to his home. You can come heal his servant. Why? He's worthy to do this because he loves our nation. And he built us a synagogue. That's in verse five. In other words, he, 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 he he embraces our traditions and um, he built, he, he built us a synagogue. In other words, they said when he came, when, when he set up with his soldiers here, he honored us. He built us a little synagogue. So he's worthy because he built us a church. <laughs> now, of course, Jesus doesn't really care. Jesus doesn't care because, you know, Jesus didn't come just to save Israel, but, you know, he, 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 he already has a plan. He's headed to the cross. So he understands that by him going to the cross, he's going to take on the sins of everybody. It's just, it's just not the Hebrews, not the Jews. He's going to save everyone. Jesus is not really concerned with that, but the elders of the Jews felt like he needed to be convinced because in their mind, most Romans aren't worthy. Because they're not us. They're not Jews. They're not Hebrews. They're not worthy. So in this particular instance, they're trying to convince Jesus that he is worthy. You can come do this miracle because he's our friend. He's worthy. He does, he, you know, he he built a church, built us a church, or he 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 embraces our traditions. He he loves our nation and this and that. And uh we're not saying that that was not true concerning the centurion because that was a big thing, you know, Rome you know, to Rome, Caesar is God. So they're not really concerned. They're not, you know, they don't respect these other nations. Rome is, is what, what we like to call the top tier nation. You know, they, they're, they're living well. They got gold. They got riches. Uh, Rome at that time was a huge deal. Um, and you, and I'm sure you've seen it in, in your history books. We're talking about Rome taking over all, all types of nations. We're talking about over, over a million, you know, this nation had so many people and it done so many great things. And so the centurion understands, I got to get them to help me because really and truly, we're oppressing his people. We're in charge of, 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 of them. 
He might not want to come just because on the strength of who I am. I'm not worthy. And the elder said, he is worthy, though, because he built us a church. So Jesus is on his way. And the centurion, obviously, is struggling with Jesus Christ coming into his home because he sends elders the first time to convince him, you know, that you come here, my servant, and, and we, you know, he's having them say, please, please, please have him come. Y'all know, y'all know what I did for the community. You know, you know what, what I done put into the, into the ground here. Could you please get him to come? The elders get him on the way. And the satirian obviously is like, no, nah, uh, you know, I, I'm because I'm not, I'm not like them. I don't dress like them, or I'm not able to to uh, 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 act like them, or go to church like them, or or look religious like them. Because of that, I might not be worthy for this man to even come in my home. Jesus is on his way. Jesus is on his way to to perform the miracle. This man sends more servants out, more messengers out, and he said, J "Just stop. Just." J j the messenger said, this is the word that we, we get from our master. He said, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. They sent um, friends to him and said, trouble not yourself. I'm not worthy that you should even enter under my roof. But watch this. This is the beautiful thing about this. The centurion did not let his feeling of unworthiness stop him from believing God. Did you catch that? He felt unworthy to be in the presence of God, but he didn't stop believing in the power of God. It's right there in the scripture. I didn't find myself worthy to come, but. And he, and he broke it down to verse number seven. He says, I thought myself not worthy to come to you. And I, I, I didn't, I, I don't feel worthy for, for, for you to even be under my roof. He said, but. Just say a word and my servant will be healed. This man believed Jesus so much. He sent people to say, you don't even have to come to my house. Just say the word. He didn't let how, how unworthy he felt stop him from believing that God could still heal this servant. That's interesting. I, because what's happening is a lot of us are seeing things in the house of God amongst those that are religious, amongst those of us that are Christian, amongst those of us that claim to be a part of the body of Christ. And you're seeing us categorize things and categorize people and categorize issues and make one better than the other and this better than the other and uh, one sin greater than another, one, one denomination better than another, one, one group better than the other. When the truth of the matter is, Nobody greater than nobody, but that's what we've been doing. And it caused you to draw away. I don't know, because you, when, 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 when church folk categorize, not only do they categorize, they judge at the same time. <laughs> we, we have this bad habit of not only seeing, not only, not only not trying to understand what we're dealing with when we're dealing with souls and with people, we also have this problem with the, the, the little bit of information that we do get. We, oh, you, you're that, you're that type or you're this, or this is, this is what's going on. And then we, it happens all the time. And, and the people that need, that want to come to Christ, they're looking at all this confusion, all this foolishness and, and, and all these characters. And they're like, I don't even I don't even see the point in this because I can't be a part of that. They don't want me. We had a bad problem in the house of God. A, a, a lot of a lot of it, 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 in the religious mindset to where we 
we repel. I'm not saying that we should be just accepting of everything because I don't believe in that. But we, we, there's an there's an attitude, there's a mindset sometimes that we that we throw off on people that causes them to look and say, I, I, I'm, I can't. Th- this can't happen for me. Because I got to do all of that stuff. I got to follow all these rules. That's the only reason why the centurion didn't want him in his home. He understood that the Hebrews didn't even associate really with with outsiders by way of the law. He understood legally that him dealing with the Jews and the Jews dealing with him was something that was against their traditions. The Hebrews weren't supposed to fellowship and that they they were their own nation. They had their own thing going on. And so... uh, When, when it comes to the, 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 the centurion, his acts of kindness, it helped them, you know, uh, uh, believe in him and respect the centurion. But at the same time, their traditions kept them from doing certain things. And because their, their, uh, their traditions kept them from doing certain things, the centurion's like, I'm, I'm not even worthy. But what you can do is you can speak a word. He said, but I, I, I'm, I'm a man in the, under authority. I got soldiers up under me. And we're talking about a satirian. So, you know, we're talking about about 100 soldiers, you know. And he said, I'm a man of authority. I got soldiers under me. I tell him to go somewhere, he do it. He said, he said, if I tell another one to come here, he come. He said, and, and if I tell them to do something, whatever they do, they do it. And he said, guess what? I know you can do the same thing because uh, uh, I know you have the authority. Look, look at his wording. I love the wording of this. He said in verse eight, I also am a man set under authority. This centurion understood something about Jesus Christ that the Israelite, that, that his own people didn't even see. He understood the authority of Christ <laughs> more so than And this is why you have the response that you have from Christ in verse number nine. The Bible says he heard what the the messenger said, and he turned around and he looked at the Jews that was walking with him. He said, "I, I have not found so great faith in Israel, period. This man... Even though he felt or even though he, 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 he was thinking that he was unworthy of the presence of God, it didn't stop him from believing God for what he needed. Yes, yes, your, 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 the, the, the power of God is not based upon your worth. It's based upon your faith. My God. We, 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 we let our, we let our worth or our unworthiness start to siphon our faith out. And so now you, you, you've, you've stopped believing God because you don't even feel, you don't even feel worthy. You don't even feel like he'll still help you, that he still wants to heal you, that he still wants to do whatever he wants to do in your life. So now you stop believing because you don't feel worthy anyway. And that's not God's way. He don't care about worthiness. What he cares about is if you'll believe him to do what you need in, in your life. <laughs> I love him because he was not concerned with the centurion's position for real. And then when the servants come, 
the Bible says, watch this. I, I just want to point this out, and, 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 and you got to see this. In verse number nine, the Bible says that the Lord marveled at him. Jesus was impressed. <laughs> yes, Lord, thank you. Jesus is impressed with this man's faith. He said, just, just, say, just say the word. And he'll be healed. I can tell somebody to do something and they do it. If I tell them to go somewhere, they go. And you've got the same power. You've got the authority to save this man from death. I know you got the power. Just tell, just say he healed. Say in a word and my servant shall be healed. Mm. <laughs> and Jesus was impressed. Stop letting how you feel or, it, you know, sometimes, and I hate to, I hate to say it this way, but I will, um, because a lot of times it's the truth. Sometimes we're in our feelings a little too much concerning the things of God. And what I mean by that is you can't, you can't let your feelings stop you from believing God. When that happens, it, it, it opens up doors for doubting and then condemnation. You don't need that. You don't need that. Because it'll affect your ability to believe God. You don't need that. What you need to do is you need to believe him regardless of if you feel worthy or not. Because the bottom line is he does not care. He shed his blood for you. He's not concerned about if you feel worthy or not. If he died on the cross for, for you and sacrificed himself for you, you, you pretty worthy. Amen. So, What you need from God, what you want from God, my goodness, he can do it, but you have to believe him. Stop letting the opinions of man uh, uh, affect and formulate how you interact with God. My Jesus, whatever you need, he's still available and able to do it for you. I just wanted to speak uh, some encouragement to you, um, you know, concerning your worth. Your, 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 what you need from God is not based upon your worth. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody. It's not based upon perfection. What it's based upon is your faith. Do you believe him? Impress God with your, whoop, impress God with your faith. Let him know. I, I, all right. I believe anyway. Yes, Lord. I believe anyway. Thank you for this word, Father. I pray that it's a blessing to someone. I pray that they'll believe you again. That they won't let the devil lie to them. You, you, you have such a great love for them. You gave your only son. And God, don't let the enemy steal from them the very thought process that enables them to walk into that love. We love you because you first loved us. Now, that's what the word says. You loved us first. And this is why we love you back. We love you, Jesus. And we know that because of your love, you will do whatever it is that we believe you for in Jesus' name. We understand it and we know it. We pray that your will will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord.